0: This is Tatum Talks with Kelvin Tatum and Ian Brannan, partnered by Maitland Travel Speedway Holidays, the people who can get you to the Grand Prix. Discover their range of Speedway holidays around the world at maitlandtravel.co.uk. Come along to the latest episode of Tatum Talks with British speedway legend Kelvin Tatum. I'm Ian Brannan and this episode is sponsored by Maitland Travel Speedway Holidays. With the people who can get you to the Grand Prix, whichever Grand Prix you want to go to. Whether you want to go to one in a far-off country or whether you just want to go to the one in Cardiff later this year, they can help you out on all fronts. And later on, we'll spotlight a couple of their holidays, uh, specifically the trip to Torren at the end of the Grand Prix season. And What about going to Australia to see the Aussie Championships? Uh, more about that to come uh, further on into the podcast. But uh, Kelvin is with us now, and Kelvin, you've uh, well, you're fresh back from the National Speedway Stadium, where the Bellevue Aces took on the Ipswich Witches in the Eurosport fixture on Monday and the Aces charge continues. The reigning champions, you said last week, they're looking like champions. And uh, so that certainly seems to be now and uh, pretty much barring some kind of freak incident assured of the playoffs now.
1: Yeah, they're looking great. You know, um, it's not easy to to, uh, defend your title. Um, Winning the championship after a considerable amount of time last year, the Bellevue Aces, um, I thought at the beginning of the year, looked slightly weaker um, initially they were, but the form of, uh, Jim and Lidzi and their middle order, I think has more than coped with it quite clearly because, uh, they've been on a great run of form. They're winning home and away. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they were, you know, there were, it, it was an interesting night last night for several reasons. I think that uh, there were one or two engine problems, engine failures on both sides. Uh, Jim and Lidsey obviously having some issues during the evening, but, um, no, the Bellevue Aces are looking really good, and I think that um, uh, they'll be pleased because they've raced more than everybody else, Ian, and they've got points on the board, and that's a nice nice place to be.
0: Yeah, that's it. It lays down the marker, doesn't it? And and the Leicester Lions keep marching on as well. They're currently in, in second place. Wolves had a, a close run thing. They went to a, a super heat with Peterborough, and... Listening back to the interviews after that match, perhaps maybe Wolves underestimated Peterborough a bit because the the story goes um, Pete Adams was saying, you know, we sh- we should have these here today in the in the team meeting beforehand, and it was Sam Masters who piped up and said, "Hang on a minute, they've got a decent team. We need to be careful here." And and that that proved to be exactly right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tough night. It was a hard fought night, and uh, it was a scare for the home team, Wolves who are rock-solid, actually, around Montmore Green. It's a tough place to go to. There's no question that uh, they've got a a home advantage there. Um, And I was sort of keeping... We were keeping updates coming through last night, and I must say I was quite surprised to see the scoreline. I wasn't expecting... I don't think anybody was expecting that, and uh, uh, no more than the home team, and quite possibly there was some uh, complacency there. But um, they got it done in the end, in the dramatic finale, which is the superheat these days, so... Um, uh, They're looking good as well. So, you know, I I sense the top four quite probably will be the top four that we've got now. Um, uh, And I think that, uh, you know, Leicester Lions, of course, have been going great guns and uh, they've surprised a lot. Uh, Possibly including themselves.
0: Well, the main reason we're here this week, Kelv, is to uh, build up to the Monster Energy FIM Speedway World Cup, which uh, gets underway very soon. Of course, at the time of recording this, the uh, top nine nations preparing to battle it out in Roslav between the 25th and the 29th of July. We've got two semi finals to go through, and then there's a race off to contest for some sides, all leading to the final. Poland are already there. Um, but of course, it's uh, everyone else's race now to join them in that uh, big final. And I'm very pleased to say that joining us in this episode and uh, can I explain. All sorts of stuff, I suspect, into the background of, of the team. Uh, Great Britain Joint Team Manager Ollie Allen is with us. Uh, welcome, Ollie. Good to have you with us uh, on the podcast. And thanks for joining us at what must be a very busy time for you, because I think at the time of recording this, today is the day, or certainly tomorrow, you've got to finalise your final five for that semi-final. So uh, lots going on uh, with you and Simon Stead at the minute.
2: Yeah, there's a lot going on at the moment. It's um, It's sort of... Crept us crept up quite quickly really um it, we've had a we've, Great Britain have had a few um European events of late um I returned home from one sunday evening and um it's sort of straight back in, straight sort of getting ready for the world cup really so yeah sorting out sort of itineraries for the week and 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 the the big thing of naming naming your final five and and their riding order as well that had to be decided today, so kind of looking at the race format and and seeing who we think would go best in best positions.
1: I think that um, before we get into pushing you hard on what who's going to be riding, I thought that Vlotslav is actually, uh, it's been quite kind to you. It's a venue you know well, isn't it? And of course, with the Speedway of Nations there, the inaugural Speedway of Nations, where you came within a whisker of picking up gold there. I, I, I sense that the venue probably doesn't hold any fears for, for you and the boys.
2: No, it doesn't. It's, it's, a, it's a good venue for us. Um, I think... I mean, obviously, we've we've got two riders that it's their home track, so, so Dan Bewley and, and Ty Willingham do, have done a lot of laps there. Um, Robert likes it, um, and I, I, I think in general, even if it wasn't a a, a home track for a couple of our riders, I, I think it's a good, fair race track. That you know, if, if you're on form and you're riding well, then you, you've got a chance. If you've got speed, you'll win races. Um, so. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's like you say, Kelvin, it has been kind to us in the past. Um, but regardless of that, I, I still think it's a venue that we'd be looking forward to.
0: Uh, Ollie, just um, a question about the squad, I suppose. A lot of people will be looking at the squad. Uh, obviously there's, there's three obvious riders in there and particularly two as you, you mentioned that are home riders at Roslav but many other riders would have been hoping to uh, have made the squad, some have, some will be disappointed not to have made it, some fans will be looking at the form particularly in this country of some riders and saying well, why why are they not included um, just wonder if you can explain what the criteria is, how you go about selecting a side how you keep tabs with with who's doing what, what is your criteria when you're whittling it down to this this final group for the squad you've selected eight riders um how did you go about doing that and what is the what has been the form the the magic formula that uh, that you've been working to to get to this uh, this selection of riders yeah i i knew we'd touch on that hmm. um <laughs>
2: it you're right you, you you do look at you have i mean you first of all you when when it comes to picking the team for the world cup you as soon as the venues announced you know last year you you're thinking already about who would go well there you know and, and and between then and now you you're always keeping an eye on certain people and and seeing what their form's like um and and I think when it comes to picking a team for for a world championship event, you look at the first thing you've got to look at is where it's held you know what, what track is it on you know who who has polish experience who has um who's riding there regularly for me that that counts a lot i think if i you know if if this event was in the uk then then maybe the squad looks different um but it's not um it's so so we were looking at riders that that have experience out there because as as kelvin will tell you and and back me up i'm sure he better do um the 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 Polish league or those no, sort Polish, Polish speedway is very different. It, I say very different, you know, you're all turning left, just, you know, it's the same bikes and everything like that, but it, it is, a, it is a different ball game completely. And you can be, you can be very quick at Wolverhampton on a Monday, but when you turn up to Roslav on a Sunday, if you've not got the right gear and you've not got the right riding style as well, that's another thing, then, then you'll be slow and you'll be eaten alive. So, That that, that does come into
1: it. I I, I do. It's almost like a different sport in Poland these days. You know, riding in the UK, we obviously, we're proud of the fact that we have a variety of tracks, small, big, different surfaces. Um, Poland now is generally, their tracks are fairly slick. uh, They're fast. You need a certain type of bike. You need to be, you know, uh, able to carry speed. And riders that are riding there on a regular basis have to be favorite for the World Cup. And, (laughs) I don't think you, you don't really have to be Einstein. The top three probably pick themselves. And I'm sure you and Simon have been looking closely at other riders that are riding regularly in Poland because, as you rightly say, you know, equipment and different setups and being familiar in those that environment is going to be hugely important come next week.
2: Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, and I, I, another thing, just a little thing that gets overlooked as well is that you know, if you've got a, a rider that race, that rides primarily in, in the UK, so in the UK you're using a certain type of tyre and you're only using one of them per meeting. Then you go out, you go out, like, you know, Polish League, it's the same rules as, as a Grand Prix. You know, use as many tyres as you want. You can use, the, there's a certain type of rim that everyone's using now that a lot of our UK guys don't have. Um, and and you, it seems to be that you, you need these tubeless tyres and you need and, and, and they're, they're, they're only subtle changes, but they are changes. You know, that you, you can't get away from it. So that experience will count, I think. Um, so and, and another thing that Simon and I look for is, you know, when 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 it when it comes to picking our squad, our, our, our main squad to go from, you know, we, we think about who's. Who's made themselves available for Great Britain events? Who's who's wanted to wear the Great Britain race jacket when we've asked them to in in events that are slightly less well publicised? You know, you know, in, in a European event, in you know, I, I know, I know. If I if I need someone to go and ride in Hungary, you know, and and they've got a meeting the not Everyone's got a meeting the night before. I know that Bomber's going to say yes. You know, he will. It's it's just he. He, he he's, he's I cannot speak highly enough of that bloke when he represents us. When I say us, Great Britain, he is a credit to himself and a credit to everyone around him. And and he's 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 sort of a, a role model for some of our younger riders in the way he goes about things. I, I I don't I don't like to single out one person, but he he springs to mind when I you know if I think right, we've got this event. It's in a funny funny track in, in, you know it's an awkward place to get to, bomber. Causes us no problems at all. He, he, you know, he's there. He's proud. It's no problem, um, and that goes a long way for me. You know, it really does.
1: Yeah, fair play. Um, uh, and he's been, you know, he's been rock solid, and his enthusiasm still remains. I don't think you'll pick him though. I, I'm twelve. <laughs> 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 I, I think personally for me it, it's, it's a fairly straightforward pick and obviously you might want to agree with this, you might not. Um, but obviously the, the first three, the Grand Prix boys obviously will go in. Two of them, as you rightly say, ride for Brotsworth. Um Robert Lambert rides the place really well. His performance with Dan Bewley um, and Ty Woffenden, excuse me, back oh, several years ago, was it 2017? 2018? Um, when he came second. Uh, and both Bewley and, and Lambert have come of age since then. Um, I would think that Adam Ellis must have every chance, and I would think it'll be Brennan for me and possibly Stevie Warrell. Probably Stevie Warrell. I think uh, that would, might give you a nice balance.
2: Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think um, Adam Ellis is someone that is riding well in Poland every week, and he's using the same engine. Tuner as our top three boys are, which again, which is Ashley Holloway, and and he's there with us for the week, so that's uh, that's another little bonus for him. Um, but yeah, he's he's got that international experience. That Adam is a, you know, he's he's what I would call an international rider. He he rides he rides at least once a week on the continent. Um, he holds a team. He's held the team spot down in Poland for a few years now. Um, so. He, he deserves to be in there. I know he, he's worked with Simon a lot this year at Sheffield, um, and Simon will be the first to admit that his form for Sheffield has not been great. Um, but he, his form in Poland has been been good. Um, Tom Brennan is someone that over the last three or four years that I've done this job, he's shown significant improvement. He's also shown a brilliant attitude. like His, his attitude for taking on any meeting he can get, um, has been brilliant he's, he's always proud to wear the race jacket and, and I've, I've really seen him improve this year, I, I mean I, I watched the, the match from Bellevue on what are we now, yeah, on Monday um, and he had a great race with Emil in, in Heat 14 and that shows how far he's come I think, I think five years ago, four years ago you'd have said to me, if you'd asked me what kind of rider Tom Brennan is he, he'd he been he'd grown up at Eastbourne and I would have said he very much fit that Eastbourne almost like kind of mold of rider you know he's a very good small small track technical rider but I think he took the chance on going to Bellevue to to further his career um, and it took him six months or it took him half a season to get used to it um, and 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 he's he's improved um, and he's he's he he's got he's got a Polish team spot. He's out there every week practicing. I know he's on the verge of being in the team sometimes and he, he's going through that tough period, Kelvin, where you are on the fringes of the team and you go out there for maybe one ride, but they drop you in at heat fourteen and expect you to perform and then moan when you don't. Um so so he's he, that's tough for him at the moment, but he, he's he's shown a lot of progress over the last last three three, four years. Um and being around events like this will you know help him
0: grow
1: yep absolutely uh, and uh, heat 14 uh, i i think that race where he held off emil side just showed some maturity that clearly he's gained now in recent times i think dropping down to reserve um might help him a little bit winning heat two, obviously quite comfortably but um uh, that was a smart ride and i think uh, yeah, he shows a great attitude, and I think uh, I'm sure you and Simon appreciate that, and he's going the right way, and riding at Bellevue, of course, you, you've got to have probably European standard equipment, it's fast, it's uh, probably the one track in the UK where you need to have that type of kit, so um, uh, I don't see him being lacking in that uh, in that department if he were, were to be part of the... Of the five for for next week so um uh, no exciting times i don't know what you think ian but um obviously we want to look at one or two of the other teams as well won't we we want to um, run through them a little bit
0: yeah, well, Great Britain in semi-final one, which is on the Tuesday. Um, they'll pick in Sweden, which features Freddie Lindgren, Jakob Torsell, uh, Philip Helmland, Oliver Bernson, Kim Nielsen, Antonio Lindback. Obviously, we don't know exactly who's going to be in the final five here. Czech Republic, riders like Václav Milik, Jan Kvek, Edward Kretschmar, um, and a few other names there that might be familiar with British fans. Uh, Josef Frank, of course, has ridden for a few teams in the past. And Germany with um, Martin Smolinski, Kevin Volbert, Kai Huckenbeck, Norik Bladorn, um Mikel Hartel, Eric Riss is in the squad as well. Um, so a lot of names there to, to choose from. And then, of course, the other semi is Australia, Denmark, Finland and France. And we'll talk about them, I'm sure, in, in more detail soon. But uh, yeah, um, competitive. And of course, with these semifinals and the World Cup in general over the years, we've seen it throw up a few surprises over the, the time and you can't rule anyone out.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. I mean, if you look at if you look at Czech Republic and you look at Germany, they've got even though you, you possibly wouldn't consider them as strong as us in Sweden, they, they've got riders that will take points off off everyone. Um, riders like Vastad Milik. Um, you know, he's a, he's a he's a quality international rider, um, been on the verge of the Grand Prix for years. Um, so I think that they 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 will take points off people. Um, for us, as a team, our, our goal, clear goal, is to win that round. We, you know, we do not want to go to that race off. I think if you go to the race off, you're then going to have to, you've then got to beat either Australia or Denmark to make the final, which is that's not a dogfight that I want to be involved in. Um, so it's, you know, we we will go out to to try and win this meeting on the Tuesday, um, and then hopefully have a pretty relaxed week before the Saturday.
0: I know from also speaking this week to Mark Lemon on the official British Speedway podcast, the No Breaks, No Fear podcast, um, he was saying pretty, pretty similar to what you've said, really, that they, they want to get the job done in the semi and get straight through to that final. They don't want to be messing about with the, with the race off because that is a, a crazy, um, potentially crazy fixture sometimes that, that throws up some real surprises. Exciting for the fans, but for a team manager, you really ideally don't want to be in that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. In these events where the, the format is the way it is, you just you you can't afford to run last places. If you if you are to um, have any mechanical problems or touch the tapes or or just run the last, and your your nearest rival gets a race win at the same time, all of a sudden it turns on its head, and it's you, you find in these meetings it's very hard to pull away from people. Like it's so you ne- you never really feel safe. Um, you sort of edge away from people as meetings go on, you know. Hopefully, um, it's, it's very hard to, to make to to make a lot of ground. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'm sure it'll be nerve wracking, um, but but oh, I'm I'm confident in, in our team. I think, um, well, you know, I had a had a had a couple of group chats with or sort of Zoom calls with the boys over the last couple of weeks, and and they feel confident and happy and. Um, yeah, I think I think we're all looking forward to it, and I, I think uh, the the boys are really motivated to avoid that race off. And um, they've got busy seasons. That I think they'll they'll just appreciate having another few days off, really, or another day off. So um, I think it'll be. Um, I, I think it's our it's ours for the taking on Tuesday, but it's by no means easy at all. You know, it, our three riders, our three riders need to do what they can do. They need to perform at the level that they, they regularly ride at. And um, and Adam and Adam or Tom need to score points. You know, they, they need to. They need to, that they can't be a passenger. They need to get involved and, and, and take points off people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there are spoilers in the other two teams, like Vasad Milik that's been mentioned. He rode for Vlotzlav a few years ago, so he knows the place well. We've seen Kai Hukenbeck coming in in wildcards for Grand Prix and can actually go very well indeed. Marcus Walensky is yeah. fit again and can't really underestimate them. So um, I think complacency and, and guarding against it is probably going to be one of the, um, one of the major challenges for, for Great Britain in the, the first semi-final. Obviously, they're the favourites for me. You look at that line-up, they are the favourites with the line-up that we will have the three Grand Prix riders alone. That, that makes us the favourites. I think Sweden, unfortunately, they just... Well, they need some fresh blood, in truth, coming through, which they don't seem to have a lot of at the moment. You know, Freddie obviously is going to be strong, but um, I think uh, Antonio Limbach is not the rider he was. Oliver Burnson can go well, but he's hit and miss. And then after that, I'm not really quite sure who they're going to pick, but... um, uh, yeah, I think if you can have a, a fairly stress-free week, that, that that won't be a bad thing. Well, I have seen. I'm trying to think. I have seen teams win going through the race off. You know, sometimes it, it, they they will actually say if they win the the World Cup, that actually it did them a favour because it kept them on on uh, you know kept them on track and it kept them focused. And 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 it can work. But as uh, I think, when we go on to talk about Denmark and, and Australia, there's no doubt. Both of those teams are quite useful, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, on the subject of um, those teams in the other semi-final, Australia, of course, very very strong. Jason Doyle is the captain of that side. Jack Holder, Brady Kurtz, you probably expect them to to feature in among the side. I spoke to Sam Masters. Um, he is planning on riding for um, for Oxford on the on the Friday night, so he doesn't think he's in the side at all. In fact, he knows he's not. So, be interesting to see what the final five is there very very soon. Um, Denmark, led by Leon Madsen, who is the captain. Um, most notably, though, Nicky Pedersen, the team manager, has also named himself in the squad, and that's going to be fascinating to see, isn't it? And I know that we've got two spaces in our squad, the the Great Britain squad. There um, is is that to make way for uh, for a late appearance from Simon Stead and Ollie Allen in in the GB side, following in that uh, in that influence. I, I don't I don't think I've got that in my locker anymore. I really don't. I, no, actually, what am I on about?
2: I, did I ever have it in my locker? I don't think so. <laughs> Kelvin did. Kel- Kelvin might be able to do it. You
1: know, yeah. yeah, well, I think, my, I think that's, those, those days have slipped behind, I'm afraid. But, um, um, although I did used to ride for Vlotslav, but um, uh, it was um, some time ago. But it's an interesting scenario because um, I've spoken to Chris Louis about it when we've been at Grand Prix, And I fancied that Nicky would name himself. And, you know, he rides in the extra league, and he still goes well. And when you look at their lineup, I, I could easily see him naming himself at reserve. You know, um, I see their team as the three Grand Prix riders, potentially Rasmus Jensen, and then he, Nicky coming in at reserve. Obviously, as far as I understand it, Oli, I, I believe that he will not, he won't be able to be the coach. Then he can't be the manager. I think he'll probably have to have that handed over to Henrik Müller. But. Uh, I think it makes them the strong, the strongest they can be for the for the World Cup, for the Speedway World I, I 100% Cup. a hundred percent agree.
2: I, I think um if you if you look at it from a point of view of you know, if Nicky wasn't team manager and you were picking the five best Danish riders, he's one of them. There's you no know, no doubt about it. He's actually in the top four. Um he you know, he's still a really, really good extra league rider, which is incredible at his at his age and also with the injuries he's been through in the last few years. Um, you know, you you just can't fault the guy for commitment. Um, and you know, I, just for for the good of Speedway, I love it that Nikki is going to be in the squad. I think it's great. Like, what a great story if the team manager gets a ride. You know, um, I, I I think you're right. I think they'll put him at reserve, but. I think it's a, it's a great story for, for World Speedway that the, the team manager's put himself in. I mean, it'd be brilliant, wouldn't
1: it? Oh, it's fantastic. And I, I love it to bits. And I, I love it because from a commentary point of view and me sitting on the sidelines shouting and screaming about it, I mean, we've got the pantomime villain back. You know, there's going to be monitors going, there's going to be shenanigans going on. Whenever Nicky Pedersen's at a Speedway <laughs> meeting, there is something going on. There's a there's a row, There's a, there's a disagreement, and you know he's going to be pumped right up for it. There's no doubt about it. So um, I think it's. Uh, I think I think it will be fantastic. I think you know it will be. And as I say, he gets in on merit. It's not because it's not a. It's not something that. Oh well, we fancy him being in. He goes well enough to do the job. Yeah,
2: totally agree. Yeah, like, like, like I said, if 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 he wasn't the team manager and you named your top five, he'd be in it. Um, and he, and he won't. You know, we know that is he, a three-time world champion. The pressure's not going to get to him. Um, and I think that's that's really key in events like this. Like, you can, you can't be experienced when it comes to dealing with pressure. Like, I, I think you, the more times you do it, the better you become at it. And, and I think if you've done it a lot, like Nicky has, if he has to put himself in, then, uh, you know, it's not like nerves are going to get the
0: better of him, is it? He's, he's not known for lacking uh, confidence, is he, really, to be honest? <laughs> he's not short of that. You're listening to Tatum Talks. Um, Kelvin Tatum, Great Britain legend. I'm Ian Brannan, and our guest in this episode is Ollie Allen, joint team manager of the Great Britain Speedway team. And this podcast sponsored by Maitland Travel Speedway Holidays, who uh, may be getting you to the Speedway World Cup if you've uh, booked it, but uh, they can take you to all sorts of events around the world. And coming soon, we will talk about uh, some of those trips, including uh, what it's like heading to Torren, Kelvin's experiences of heading there, And uh, also heading down under for perhaps a holiday of a lifetime, a speedway holiday of a lifetime. Details uh, about that um, in just a bit. But uh, turning our attention to Australia right now, uh, reigning Speedway of Nations champions. And uh, Mark Lemon said to me on the British Speedway podcast that uh, the guys made a pact on the podium last year that they were going to go out and uh, try and win the, the Speedway World Cup and follow it up uh, in style this year. And uh, they've got a big team, haven't they? What, what do you reckon, Kelv, about, uh, about their, their chances uh, Australia?
1: I sense that uh, Australia have got, you know, obviously a brilliant win last year in the Speedway of Nations. Holder and, and Frick doing uh, a remarkable job and actually surprised us a bit, to be honest. I don't, I don't think that a lot of people were fancying them to win. Um, but they, they did I think it, Jack Holder came of age that week you know his performance in the final was just exemplary. I think we've seen a lot more of that again this year he's kicked on from that. but when you look at their lineup and obviously with Doyle coming out of retirement and declaring himself available, he leads uh, Frick Holder um, you've got Brady Kurtz and Jimon Lidsey. I'd be surprised if it's different from that that's a pretty solid lineup.
2: Yeah, it is. It's a strong team. You know, they've got a really solid lineup. You don't see any weaknesses in that. Um, and I think you're right about Jack Holder. I think he, I think last year that World Cup, for him was the or Speedway Nation, sorry, was like a catalyst almost for him to kick on and push on from it. I think I think something clicked in him then, and he realised what he could do at that level. And and probably since then, that's what he's done. Um, so he's he's in a good place right now um so so yeah there's they 're a strong side, I think uh, dooley 's probably not going as well as he'd want to um i 'm sure he'll be doing lots about that behind the scenes um so so yeah, I think it's um, i think it, i think they 're a strong team i think they're they 're as strong as anyone to be honest they 've got no weak links they've got any one of those riders can go out and win races so so yeah they 'll be tough. What
1: about the home team home team i think I think they 've got issues. The home team, I think that uh, Speedway World Cup, they've been uh, immensely successful. I think they're very proud. I think they almost put as much store in winning the World Cup as they do an individual World Championship, having been present at quite a few of their victories um, prior to the Speedway of Nations. They really do get behind the team. But Rafa uh, Rafa Dubrocki, for me, has got some huge decisions to make because some of his um, uh, bigger names... In particular, Janowski. I, I I can't see him leaving Janowski out, but uh, his, his form in the Grand Prix is appalling. It's appalling. It's just not very good. And that performance in Melilla, his home track, don't know where that comes from. So I, I think, it'll for me, it'll be very interesting to see which way he goes with his team. I really do. I mean, um, Simon and I are lucky in a way that we our, our top three
2: almost picked themselves. Um, so not got that. He's almost got too many options. But you, you would sort of assume that because you're a Grand Prix rider, then you are in the team. But actually, there are Polish riders on better form than, than Magic. Um, but it's his home track. So I think Rafa will feel under pressure to put him in there. Um, Dudek's come good recently. In the last couple of weeks, he's done very well. So you expect him to be in. Um but after that, it's, you know, I think that's the, that's why there's so much pressure on them. Not only you know their their class is the top 3 nation at the moment, um, not not officially. Um, Australia are, I think Poland are about sixth or seventh, but we know that's a load of rubbish. Um, but they, I, I think they've got they've got so many options that if if they don't win, I I, I think you probably see Rafa lose his job because that he's not not done well for them in the last couple of years. Um, so. Uh, a lot of pressure on him, massive pressure on the riders as normal, extra pressure because it's in Poland. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're the, it, it, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes, if, if I'm honest.
1: Who can you see them picking? Let's push you a bit. You know, if you were in Dubroki's shoes, what would you do? Would you play it safe and try and placate all the, you know, and go with the Grand Prix stars and then sort of look at, like, because Kolodziej's had a good season, kibera has been injured. Even that uh, Matthias Schinack, uh, you know, like he's going good.
2: Yeah, I think if if I was if I was him, I think Dudek and Smarzik are in. Um, I'd have Kalogirou in. I um, possibly have Magic at reserve, and then. If is fit, I'm not sure if he's... I, mean, I saw Kibera ride earlier this year at a Euro- European team final in Strasbourg, and he was, he was fantastic. He looked so good. He looked every bit a Grand Prix rider. And if is fit, I'd probably have him in over Magic. Um, you know, have Magic at reserve. It, it's his home track. <laughs> he's, you know, he's a handy person to have about if you need him. Um, but no. his form's not that good at the moment at the top level.
1: No, not an easy one for Dubrovsky, but um, nonetheless, it gives us—it's—it's uh, it's a good talking point. And as you're right, you know the massive amount of pressure. The place will be heaving on Saturday night, uh, on the 29th. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure they'll turn out because when we had the Speedway of Nations, there it was almost boycotted. I mean, it was like a ghost town when we were, when we raced there, which was very unusual indeed. It's a great venue. I think the poles will be very keen, and that added pressure. I think uh, we might see an upset, I really do I think the, the world final I think if it goes to plan where you've got the Poles, Britain, obviously Australia and Denmark I think will be the top four I think that's a great lineup I think any of those teams can win it yeah i I'd
2: agree I, I, you, you know if I, if I was outside of the sport and outside of the management then i, I it would you know it's, I, I don't know it's a tough call i I, I believe. In our boys, um, I'll know a lot more about where we stand after Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a really. You know, I, I think if you were to introduce someone to Speedway and say, you know, watch this for your first meeting, I think I think next Saturday is is going to be a really good one. Mm,
1: I agree entirely. I think it will be brilliant. And as I say, with the polls not coming in there with quite the same confidence that they've had in previous times, I think that it just lends itself to a bit of an upset and um, have and I think there's gonna be added pressure, I think, because they didn't like the speedway of nations. They never wanted it. And as I say, when, yeah. when you got when the Russians won three on the spin and you finished runner up and then you won in, in Bellevue, the Poles never won it. You know that that in itself is quite a remarkable record. They never won it. And I think now they've wanted this format back. So I think that, that also adds... Mm, oh, yeah. The,
2: yeah. I, I, think, I think behind the scenes, they've been fighting for this format to be back for, for years, like you say. Um, let's face mm. it, the, the, the larger the team is, the, the, better, the stronger Poland are. I mean, you, you, you can't beat them for strength and depth. Um, so they, they, they're going to they're want this format. But all that does is add the pressure. Mm. Um, to them because they want it they've asked for it you know so so yeah it'll be, I, I wouldn't want to be in old raffle shoes plus he's, I reckon he's about size 11 or 12 I'm only an 8 so I wouldn't fit anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right there. but it's an exciting week at Speedway Ian and I think that um. Uh... You know, I, I, I think it could be one of the meetings of the year, to be perfectly honest, uh, next uh, a week on Saturday. I, I can't see it. I think all the ingredients are there. It's a great track. Uh, it's a smashing stadium. It's a, it's a lovely city, actually, to visit as well. So if you're going there, I think it's it's a lovely a lovely place to visit. But it um, should be action-packed come uh, World Cup final night, that's for sure.
0: On the subject of the track, and we're talking about Poland going straight through to the final there because they're the hosts, Um, we've had that experience, of course, um, in in this country, uh, heading straight through to the final when we've hosted things, so it works all ways. Um, but is there a danger that maybe you arrive at a competition a little cold? You've not had a chance to get used to the track, and I say that because, yes, these riders have ridden the Roslav uh, circuit many, many times, but this is an event that's going to be going over a number of days, a lot of speedway happening in a short space of time. Undoubtedly, they will prepare the track differently to cope with that. It is likely to be a lot slicker, a lot harder packed. It's just what they do. It's what they got to do so the track can take that amount of laps. Do you think that uh, the sides that have had a go on there already, when it comes to the final, will be a, a bit of an advantage over Poland?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think. You, I, I think it's a good thing to have to have a meeting on that track the week, you know, the week leading up to it. I think it's a positive. Um, like. Like you say, the tracks, it's not going to be... So So, from Magic's point of view, the track will not be how Lab normally is. Obviously, it's the same shape. It's the same type of shale. But it will be prepared slightly different. Um, you know, the, the Grand Prix and World Cup organisers, they, they sort of... They, they dictate a little bit how the track will be. So it will be slightly different. Um, I'm sure Magic's ridden it in every condition possible. I'm sure all the polls have at some point. But I, I don't think... There's nothing like a... Sort of fresh recap on on exactly how the you know how your bikes are going on that surface and everything. So I think it, I think I, I would I'd, I'd rather go through a meeting to get to the final and then and then and then have the final.
0: Yeah, sure. And and just back to the squad again, Ollie. Um, you could have named 10 riders. Uh, just us and France have, have named less than the maximum amount. All the other nations have, have named 10 riders. But what was the decision there to, to name just the eight? Um, obviously, as I say, people will be wondering, that you know, we've got the extra couple of slots why we didn't name um, a couple of other names in there. But just to uh, answer that question, really.
2: We, 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 felt like, we felt like we didn't need to name any more. I mean, how the system works is if you know you 've got your your team of five that you take the reality is if if someone i mean touch with it never happens, but if someone drops out at the first meeting you, you you might need to call on one rider for and he and that's for their next match so squad of ten riders is overkill to be honest uh, i i don't I, I could have i I could have picked a couple more, but it's not it seems to me um I wanted to um Sort of reward those that I felt deserved it, and um, and and they're riders that we'll call on if we need to. Um, but yeah, I, I, ten riders. Uh, you, I, I suppose you need if you lose if you lose all five in your first meeting, then then to be honest, you're not going to you're not well you're not going to the race off then anyway, are because you? you've you've come last. So you, you you, yeah yeah. So you don't you know the likelihood of needing 10... Uh, is
0: it's a really happens. bad day not, if yeah, that happens.
2: Not, touch wood, it's, it's not going to happen. But, but
0: yeah, well, you, you can actually shuffle the pack though after the semi-final if you need to come up with uh, a change to the side for the race-off or the final. Then those those other riders are there and ready. Yeah,
2: those those riders are ready. They they know the deal. They know the ones that aren't in the team. know they're not. And when it's you know if and when I need them, then then Simon and I will call them and and. They'll be in Poland immediately. Um, so, it's, it's, you know, let's, let, let, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen because something's gone wrong if it does. So, um, let, let's, let's, let's think positive here. We're taking five. That's all <laughs> we'll need. We'll be all good.
1: There was a question I wanted to ask um, regarding the Great Britain team. Obviously, um, the first three picked themselves. You've named Ty as your captain. Um, Ty's form at Grand Prix this year hasn't been as good as it might be. It, it, does that concern you, Oli? Because obviously, you know, the poor Prague, um, he's not going as well as he has been in Grand Prix, certainly the last two seasons. And um, Or do you feel that maybe potentially riding in the World Cup, that will inspire him to, to ride to his best again? Uh, um,
2: historically, for us, regardless of Ty's form at that time. Whenever he competes for us in, in, in a Great Britain event, he's, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. He raises his game. Um, he was brilliant at Bellevue before he got injured. I think at Voyens, he got he had a zero and then five wins in the semi. And I think like Ty's performance in Voyens was the, the most dominant of any individual rider in, from any team in that, in that um, Speedway Nations. Um, prior to him getting an injury, an off-track injury. Um I just think I think Ty, Ty loves racing for Great Britain. I think he is he he's really motivated to ride for us. And I, I think he thrives on being a leader. I think Ty's one of those people where the more pressure you give him, I think the better he is. Um, and he, he 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 loves being number one and loves being captain because I just think that builds him up a little bit, and he performs better. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think it, it, it suits him. He, you know, he, he wants to lead the team. Um, the, I, I think, you know, at the moment, Dan and, and Ty, uh, sorry, Dan and Robert, are their form in the Grand Prix is better than, than Ty's. But I I, I, I don't have any any doubts over him when it comes to to these team events. The other thing is. In Ty's head and I know this from speaking to him he feels like he's not won a medal yet because when we won in Bellevue Ty was injured when we got a silver last year Ty was injured now he took his he took part in the sort of qualifying process but he is he is desperate to win a gold medal for the team absolutely desperate and he almost doesn't even class the gold we got in Bellevue as his because he feels like he didn't do it. So he, he I know how motivated he is for this. So, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have my doubts. There's no
1: doubt that, um, uh, you know, his performances at Grand Prix haven't been what we've been accustomed to. And, you know, obviously, you know, maybe the World Cup being captain, um, wanting to win a gold medal and really feel like he's been part of it to deliver it, um, may just get the juices flowing for him once again. And, and, of course, we'll see the best of Ty. Because when he's on song... Yeah, he's a match for any rider. He's as good as Smarzlik. He don't win three world championships. You know, if you're not half useful. So um, I'm encouraged by what Ollie's what Ollie uh, was saying there because I think that um, I don't think I'd be alone in being a little concerned about Ty's form at Grand Prix. I don't think so, um, and um, it might just be the catalyst that, that gets him going. You know, uh, and maybe the last four rounds in the World Championship, off of off the back of a, a really successful World Cup, we may then see um, some improved performances in the Grand Prix, in the remaining Grand Prixs. But um, um, I liked Ollie's answer there; that uh, that gave me some some. Um, well, I just feel happier about the fact that that you know, as I say, having you know, commentated on six rounds. Um, Ollie, I was just talking about your reply to my question about Ty's form. And I just thought that you've given me some encouragement there in the way you've you've outlined it. Because, as I say, I don't think I'd be alone in sort of thinking that um, he might not be performing as well as you would like. But the way you said about the fact that he didn't, doesn't feel like he's, he's earned a medal yet um, because of his injury issues. And the fact that he wants to lead, he feels... Um, uh, comfortable leading the team and being the number one. I think, you know, you never know. It might be the catalyst for him if he has a really brilliant week next week. That he'll then, you know, take that into the remaining Grand Prix for the remainder of the season.
0: Well, our thanks to Ollie Allen, the Great Britain Joint Team Manager, who, along with Simon Stead, will be aiming for glory in the Monster Energy FIM Speedway World Cup. It's uh, happening in Roslav in Poland, July 25th to the 29th. Here is the schedule. Uh, on uh, Tuesday is when things begin, the 25th of July. Semi-final one, Great Britain, Sweden, Czech Republic and Germany battling it out. The winner of the day goes straight through to the final, The second and Third-place teams head to the race-off, which will be on the Friday, and the fourth-place team exits the tournament. And then we've got semi-final two on Wednesday, July 26th, and that is Australia, Denmark, Finland and France, and uh, same rules there. Race off on the Friday, the second and third places of the two semi finals going head to head. Only the winner goes through to the final uh, and joining Poland, who are already there. So, uh, three spaces up for grabs to join Poland in the final on Saturday, July 29th, for a shot at becoming the World Team Speedway Champions in the Monster Energy FIM Speedway World Cup of 2023. Uh, so you're covering all that on uh, Discovery and Eurosport, Kelvin. So it's a busy week ahead for you because um, not only have you got the action in Roslav uh, from the Tuesday, but you've also got Speedway on the Monday as well. It's all go, Kelv.
1: No, we, we start, actually, my week starts on Monday, of course, because we're going to Peterborough for Eurosport. Uh, and then we do that broadcast there and then I shall go straight to Luton Airport Um, ...and fly out Tuesday morning to Vlotsvay... ...I I think it's about an 8 o'clock flight... ...we get in at 11... um, ...quite possibly going straight to the track... um, ...to do the first commentary on the semi-final one... Um, ...then semi-final two on Wednesday... ...have a lie down in a dark room on Thursday... Um, ...and then back to the race off on Friday... ...and then of course the Speedway World Cup final on Saturday... I would suggest that I, I know that uh, Eurosport are showing it on linear on uh, Friday and Saturday. Don't miss Friday night. Um, often that meeting, the race-off, can be one of the meetings of the week. Of course, you know, the, 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 just the drama of that meeting, the, only the winners going through um, to you know, claim the last spot in the Speedway World Cup final is... I've seen some spectacular racing on that night. So um, there's no doubt that will be hotly contested. Hopefully Great Britain won't be in it. But no, that's it. And then I fly home um, on Sunday and then, of course, I'm off to Leicester on the Monday. So I've got six broadcasts in eight days. So it's, uh, it's a busy week, but one that should be immensely enjoyable because, uh, as I said, the venue itself, the town where we are is terrific. And the stadium, the Olympic Stadium is, is first class. So, all in all, it'll be a tiring week, but it, I, I, nonetheless, I'm sure it will be it will be great fun.
0: And am I right in saying that um, the semi-finals are not on Eurosport; they're on Discovery Plus. It's the race off and the final that are on Eurosport as well as Discovery.
1: Yeah, the last two rounds, uh, the race off and the final, are on Eurosport. It's on Discovery Plus on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So, um, but as I say, the Friday night is often very exciting as well. So. Um, it's, uh, it's it's a t- it's a tough week. You got you actually have to, and you all know this as well as I do, um, you know, when you do several broadcasts a week, you've got to look after your voice um, because um, you, you've got to have something left for Saturday night, <laughs> you know, somehow. So, um, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah Coming come to the Speedway World Cup final completely hoarse um, won't be ideal, but... Um, no, I'm, I'm excited about it, you know, obviously um nervously it is a long week but as i say you've got to be a little bit disciplined um but um as i say it's a privilege to be able to go out there and be a part of it right from start to finish
0: No, it's uh, set to be a, a good week of of speedway and and looking forward to seeing how it pans out and well we're obviously uh, nervously looking forward to seeing how it pans out as well because of course no foregone conclusions anything can happen in speedway but that's that's the beauty of it um before we finish um we need to talk about um, the um, the Torren Grand Prix as well, because of course uh, we've teamed up with Maitland Travel, who provide speedway holidays around the world. You can go to all sorts of Grand Prix, They can even help you with your travel to Cardiff, um, but you don't uh, have to. See, so you don't have to necessarily travel to far flung places, but they specialize particularly in uh, taking you to far flung places. And the Toron Grand Prix is one that we particularly want to talk about because this is uh, traditionally the, uh, the the season finale. Of, of Speedway Grand Prix a, a fantastic arena the Marianne Rose Moto Arena uh, a great venue it's produced some amazing racing some uh, battles and world championships have been decided there at the uh, the very final um, part of the season and they're offering a trip our uh, Maitland Travel to Toron. if you've ever wondered about how how on earth you get there and uh, how you find the stadium and where to stay they've sorted all that out for you um, talk to us about Torren Kelvin from your experience experiences. As I say, you've seen some big moments in Speedway there. You've seen world champions crowned. You've seen people blow world championships as well, similarly. And uh, you've seen some fantastic racing around that circuit.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a favourite of mine. And I think I'm not alone in that. I think, uh, you know, a little bit like wroclaw it's a lovely town. It's a fantastic uh, stadium, purpose-built for Speedway, just on the outskirts of the city. Um, it's, as you say, it's the finale Um, whether the World Championship will be decided there this year, I think possibly unlikely. But we have, irrespective of that, it will be a dramatic night because medals will be up for grabs. The top six will be um, up for grabs as well, I'm sure. People battling for their Grand Prix futures. So it's always a dramatic end to the season. Um, For people coming with maintenance travel, they're going to have a fantastic weekend. You know, just being able to do sightseeing, the track itself, um, getting you, you get there from Stansted, you fly into either Bidgosh or you can go to Gdansk, um, and it's relatively easy to get to. So um, uh, anybody thinking about going and 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 actually having a trouble-free weekend where people can just take the load off and literally you can just be guided in the right direction all the time. We'll, if you haven't been before, we'll uh, will help the weekend. But from my perspective, I know that it's uh, for. For, for my side it's always a one that I'm very much looking forward to and it's always like a bit of an end of season finale a bit of a party involved as well I think it's um get a lot of British people going and uh Anybody who hasn't been before, I know that they will thoroughly enjoy it, definitely.
0: It's got a good story, this stadium, hasn't it? Because uh, Per Jonson involved in, in developing the, the track and the stadium, and I think there's a street named after him, and maybe even a statue of him, I'm not sure, uh, outside the uh, the stadium as well. And he has said in, in previous... Um, previous interviews that obviously it's not like for like but he was inspired by Bradford when he was designing the stadium of course he won his world championship at Bradford but you know Bradford very well as well and and uh, certainly he took influence from the from the dimensions of the track there
1: yeah he did I think fundamentally it's it's well banked like Bradford was I've been lucky enough although I haven't raced there I've actually done some laps around um, Torren It rides, it's a bit more tricky to ride than Bradford in some regards because it's slightly tighter, particularly the the first and second corner and we have seen some dramatic accidents as I charge down the back straight into turn number three. Um, You have to turn the bike more than you do at Bradford so it's probably a little bit more technically demanding but I can see where the influence has come from. Um, When In Purr's day, obviously, he would have raced where the supermarket is down, the shopping mall is just down the road where they sold the ground and then... ...moved up the road about half a mile and b- built this... W- ...what is a fabulous fa- facility... ...when you consider it, it's only used for Speedway... ...it's quite, quite remarkable in that regard. So, um, yeah, Per did a good job... ...and I think fundamentally the the, the the Grand Prix at the end of the season... ...round number 10 will be an exciting one uh, for all sorts of reasons. Even if Mr Smarslick has, has, you know, sewn it all up a round or two before... As I've said before, quite often silver and bronze will be up for grabs, and of course um, the top six will be uh, people will be battling for that. So um, if you're thinking about going, and if Maitland Travel can help you out, then as I say, that that makes life um, very much, very much easier. Yeah. And the two the two hotels that um, uh, that they've actually listed on their website for you to stay in, like I've stayed in both in the Boulevard and in the Filmer. And uh, both excellent facilities, so you won't be disappointed where you're staying.
0: Fantastic. No, it's definitely one I want to go to at some point, and uh, if you'd like to go along, then uh, head to maitlandtravel.co.uk. They've got all the info there. The prices uh, include the return flights, uh, three nights at your chosen hotel, both both of which have been personally checked out by Kelvin before your arrival and uh, given the thumbs up. Um, Airport transfers, uh, transfers to the stadium, of course, uh, and all the other things, and you can add extra things on, for example, uh, the tickets for the Grand Prix you need to get as well, but you can get them yourself or Maitland Travel can help you out with those. You can get additional leg room, all various things, trips, excursions while you're there, all sorts of stuff that you can bolt onto that. And here's another one just to give a quick mention while we're on the subject. Now, this is a trip of a lifetime and you're probably going to need slightly deeper pockets than the trip to Torren. But um, Maitland Travel also running a trip to the 2024 Australian Speedway Championships. Now, this is the whole thing, a 15-night trip. Go to every round of the Australian Speedway Championship. You can make it a three-week trip as well and, and make it into a bigger holiday, but you get to go to Sydney, but also see the Speedway at Gilman, Adelaide, Mildura, Albury, Hunter, Curry Curry and North Brisbane and see the full Australian Championships, a proper road trip there across Australia. And uh, every port of call, you see some top Speedway and uh, all crammed into a couple of weeks. And it's, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's quite a premium trip. But, um, I mean, if you're looking for a trip of a lifetime and you're a Speedway fan, I mean, that's, that's got to be up there, Kelvin, hasn't he? And see the likes of Jason Doyle, Jack Holder, Max Frick battling it out on their home turf for the, the Australian Championships. And uh, what, a, what a few weeks that would be.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I've been very fortunate enough to have done seven tours of Australia where you go from city to city riding uh, in a troupe and doing international meetings. And I tell you what, it's fantastic. And it's really like an adventure um and if you do have the opportunity to go it, it it really is quite special um it is a big place so you'll do some traveling um but australia is a really cool city, uh, um, country obviously it's summertime so it's going to be nice and warm it's a great break of uh, um, uh, a dreary period of time in this neck of the woods so um as i say those tracks by and large um they're not they're not Cardiff, but uh, nonetheless, you will be royally entertained. It will be hotly contested. Um, the Australian lineup is actually very strong these days. So it will be uh, a big tear-up because you throw in Brady Kurtz and you've got, uh, you know, Diamond Lidsey's going to be having a go in there. I mean, t- Australia have got a lot of good riders burbling around and kicking about. So... Um, I didn't realise it was quite as many rounds as you've just reeled off. I thought it was only four, but obviously that sounded like almost six or seven, to be honest. Um, but um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it. I had some of the times of my life on tour in Australia. It was just fabulous. And the added bonus of that, the fact that it's wintertime here and it's summertime there just gives it that little bit more uh, added uh, added spice to it because... As I say, you're away from the grim weather here, and you've just got the sun on your back. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it is a um, it is a number of rounds, and I think that some of the rounds last time were cancelled. Uh, certainly, Mil- well, Mildura was cancelled, I think, because it was underwater. Well, everything else, everything apart from the speedway track was underwater. The the, vill- the, the town, and the surrounding area was the, the river came over, didn't it? But they they knocked that one on their head, but so the trip is from the you go on New Year's Eve 31st of December and come back on the 15th of January and you'll have all your speedway in that time but you can make it a three week trip as well if you want to go and do other stuff like go to Cairns uh, and have a five day stay there and basically living the dream on the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, you can call it Singapore on the way back if you want as well and have a couple of nights in Singapore if you really want to go big. Um, but, um, yeah, what a trip that would be. As you say, it's, it's, if you've got the time and the money, um, what an awesome thing. And it's all organised and the, the flights, the internal flights are included. The only things are not included really the tickets into the speedway, but I don't think when you get there it's particularly expensive in Australia to go and watch the uh, the, the meetings. But um, have a look at the details anyway, Maitlandtravel.co uk uh for torren and australia and uh, some amazing trips there that you can um be part of and um and others as well all the different grand prix rounds ice speedway i think they're looking at some ice speedway as well and um other stuff too so have a look on there and uh, thanks to them for their support and uh, hopefully you can join them on one of their trips either either near or far whether it's cardiff or brisbane uh hopefully you have a have a great time and let us know how you get on a, a, of course as well um Just to round up, Kelv, the uh, fixture list has come out for your next few appearances on on Eurosport for the um, British Speedway Premiership coverage. And uh, you're visiting all ports, I think, over the time. So it's um, Peterborough versus Kings Lynn, Next for you, as you mentioned, and then when you come back, you touched on Leicester versus Ipswich. After that, of course, it's the British final, which will be taking place in Manchester at the National Speedway Stadium. And then you're back there in Manchester the week after Bellevue, Kings Wolverhampton, Sheffield at the end of August on the 28th. Um, so a good lineup there, all the sides are catered for. But the British final—that's that's going to be a big event because these these younger riders, the, the likes of Tom Brennan now. You will be starting to fancy a bit more, especially around the National Speedway Stadium as the, you know we're starting to see them kicking on and looking at uh, probably you know really competing for this title this time.
1: Well, Tom Brennan actually went very well in the British final in that curtailed event last year. And I, I think that if Tom can maintain his form, then there's no reason to think that he couldn't be on the rostrum again. Um, He did very well last year, and I think that it's. I I sense with him, I think it's a good stepping stone if he could manage to pull off that. It's going to be difficult because you've got a certain Mr. Bewley that's going to be extremely keen to retain his title, Um, and Bewley's going to be a tough man to beat. But when you get to the British final, in my experience back in the day, riders raise their game in that meeting. It's, you know, if they're not necessarily an international rider. You see riders like Charles Wright came from nowhere and wins a British Championship. He just has a stunning evening and he has the night of his life. And that can happen. And it often does. So it is a, it is a tough night at Speedway. It's at a fabulous venue. And uh, it's always one to look forward to. And of course, you've always got the added incentive of the wildcard for the, the British Grand Prix as well, up for grabs as well. So, you know, it's um, a, a double... A double prize, obviously, if Dan were to win and Brennan was second, then Brennan would get it. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's. You know, we're very fortunate now to have the National Speedway Stadium because it always delivers. You know, last night in in the, the league match was was once again we saw some stunning races. And as I say, the uh, the British final is always a terrific advert for the sport in this country. And I'm fully expecting to have a great night at Speedway again. Uh, all the pressure will be on Dan Buley but uh, there are a few youngsters now kicking about that all want to go very well. Um, I'm sure Chris Harris will want to have a good meeting there. It's not a great track for Chris, but Chris is going really well in the World Long Track, Final, world, world Long track Championship. Actually, just a quick word about that. Congratulations to him having won two rounds already. Um, potential world champion for us there. But uh, no, should be a great night, Ian. Should be a really good night.
0: And uh, well done as well to um, Connor Bailey, who won the British under twenty one title at uh, Glasgow last weekend. Of course, he's just come in as a rising star. Had a tricky night on Monday, of course, but um, he, he there was there was shades of uh, Saifutinov and, uh, and and even Bomber about his performance in the final. It was it was almost like that move that uh, that Saifutinov pulled on uh, on Brady Kurtz on Monday night for for him to win that because it was an incredible race the the final of the under twenty one. Um, event because I think every uh, all uh, what had happened was uh, Anders Road gone through the card in the qualifying heats. So, in his first five rides, unbeaten, comes down to the straight into the final, gets into the final, picked the inside gate, found himself out back. Um, I think at one point, three of the four riders, Anders Road being the exception, led the race. Conor Bailey was last after the on the first lap and pulled it back lap by lap you can, you could tell the experience he's had of riding Glasgow but also you know National Speedway Stadium just really holding it round the outside all the way and that momentum there and he just took this dive up the inside of uh, it was Dan Thompson um who it, i don't think you could believe what had happened and uh connor bailey said at the end it was it was the fence or the trophy uh with that move and uh luckily he claimed the trophy
1: <laughs> no um uh, i did talk about it a little bit last night actually but um uh I will be uh, happy to repeat myself once again now it was obviously clearly a terrific way to win it and he did it uh, the hard way by coming from the back Uh, young Dan Thompson actually went pretty well for Ipswich last night as well he was amongst the points but uh, for Connor Bailey that's a real shot in the arm never easy to come out the next day and and ride again because it's sort of like you know you've had this huge high and then suddenly you're back to basics again uh, and you're in in you know in tough company but uh, encouraging to see you know you know riders making progress so I, I wish him all the best for the future
0: and well done too to the guys uh, that took part in SGP th- SGP three and SGP four in Melilla last weekend. Uh, William Cairns um, was uh, was involved with uh, Cooper Russian in SGP three. Did well to qualify from the semi final to get into the final uh, of that. First of all, in it was Vastavik, I think, wasn't it? The uh, couple of days before, and then uh, SGP four took place. With Oliver Bovington on the uh, the the, the um, smaller track on the the new 190cc bikes, which were, that was a fascinating event to watch as well. And interesting, they got given the bikes you know the day or so before the event, and they had time to get used to them. But um, it, it sort of a good leveler for for the lads there to, to all compete
1: on on the same machinery. And I think Tony Ricardson that's very much the the DNA of it. He wants people to be able to literally walk into a showroom and buy a bike you know, for, to attract a new customer that might not necessarily know much about motorbikes. Um, they're pretty straightforward to to run and look after. And I think, um, you know, the, the idea is for them to attract and to encourage new people into the sport. I didn't see a lot of it, if I'm perfectly honest, but I hear that it was, was a successful event and I think it went pretty well. I get the feeling the track may have been a little small, but nonetheless, I think that, um, uh, you know, there were 16 bikes, brand spanking new. You imagine being like an 11-year-old and it's like being let loose in a sweet shop. You've got these brand new bikes. You go and you pick your number out of the bag and you've got bike number 10 and you walk over and you literally wheel away a brand new Speedway bike. So it would have been a fantastic experience. I'm sure the kids really loved it. Um, obviously... Um, it was uh, Elias, what was his name? Elias, come and help me out here, Ian. He won with a 15-point maximum, the the Danish kid. Uh, His name escapes me. I know his Christian name was Elias. Was it Klima? No, Klima, no. Um, It'll come to me in a minute. Look it up, but obviously...
0: Elias Jamil is his name.
1: Elias Jamil. Yeah, Elias Jamil. Unusual name, but... Um, he won with a 15-point maximum, and you could just see the joy all over his face. But I think for all, all the competitors, it would have been um, uh, a great time. And I think that Tony uh, and was obviously quite nervous about it all and, and interested to see how it was received. I do know that the bikes were up for sale at a discounted price. I don't know how many they sold. But as I say, it's a brave thing to be doing. Obviously, Hans Nielsen's also been involved with Tony doing it. Um, backed by WBD, so uh, I wish I wish everybody all the very best with it. Obviously, the, inf- the you know the infrastructure and tracks availability in the UK is a problem. Um, we would have to build tracks for it to really take off here. In Scandinavia, Poland, they've got the tracks. So, um, but nonetheless, that uh, that first event it was up on the way, and the SGP three two fifty under twenty under sixteen uh, world final. Pretty good meeting. Pretty good meeting. Obviously, the red-hot favourite, Mikel Anderson, wasn't able to retain his title. And I think it was a great storyline that Rasmus Carlsen came through and won. And he actually won it in style. You know, um, his last ride, he came from behind to, uh, to pass the champion. And he won. He, he he came under the radar. I think he qualified in seventh from one of the qualifiers. So, um, on the Wednesday night. So, um I think that was a great storyline. You know, Sweden are desperate for some new young blood. And um, you know, a, a young Swede winning in Sweden uh, may just be uh, the catalyst for some more riders to come through there. So many congratulations to him. And I think I think he did himself proud. But um, I think Kasper Mania from Poland will be kicking himself. If he could have done better on Heat uh, 17, he should have been world champion, really. But that's the way. That's the drama of of one of those shootout, old traditional type twenty heat formats, Ian. You know, it really does test everybody because you can't make any slip ups. You make a slip up there, and it, it, it can go. It can slip away from you. So, um, um, I know that Chris and I thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed the evening or the afternoon rather.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was a a good meeting to watch and enjoyable. And did you see? the uh, SGP4 race between uh, Leon Madsen and Hans Nielsen?
1: I have heard about it. I haven't seen it, but I do believe that uh, the four-time former world champion, Hans Nielsen, in his early 60s, was able to lower the colours of Leon Madsen to his... Possibly that was why Leon wasn't quite as his be- at his best in Melilla. I think he hadn't quite recovered from the fact that he'd got beaten up by his former <laughs> team manager. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take some time to get over it. But, um, uh, yeah, I think I think Hans was quite proud about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he won by quite some way as well. It was uh, it was a classic uh, classic Hans Nielsen gate. But I tell you what, he still got the style. No,
1: it's um, uh, I think I think he had a great time, and uh, I, 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 you know I, I'm sure he, he he thoroughly enjoyed it. I do remember him meant to be doing some exhibition races where he actually opted out of riding the 500. So he obviously um, uh, took a deep breath and had a real good go. But, uh, you know, he's doing his very part best and obviously being able to beat Leon in Broths at, uh, I think it was the 50-year celebration of the club, um, which Hans obviously was very much instrumental. He was the figurehead for all of it. Um, I know that they had a really, really cool time. So, um, yeah, a nice little side story to what's going on at the moment, that one.
0: Yeah, it was good to see. Good to see. I'd I, seen that he'd it said that he was getting back in practice, but then for, to see him lining up against Leon Madsen was a a fun thing to uh, a, a fun thing to see, and uh, good to see the old professor has uh, not lost any of the magic. Um, well, look, thanks a lot, Kelv. It's been great chatting with you. Enjoy your trip to uh, t- to Poland for the uh, for the big week next week uh, for the Speedway World Cup, and uh, no doubt we'll catch up again um, after you've returned because um, August. Keeps them coming thick and fast, doesn't it, as we head through the, the rest of the, the Grand Prix season. And then, uh, well, the start of September, of course, is uh, is the big one at Cardiff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, we're just beginning to see some PR coming out of Cardiff now. You know, um, I'm hearing that they've got some uh, new material. They're obviously, Ollie Olsen's talking about making alterations to the track, trying to make it a bit wider to impu- improve the racing. Last year's event was saved by the win by Dan Bewley, uh, no doubt about it, because track conditions were very difficult. Um, But um, I think everybody's keeping their fingers crossed that um, there will be a big improvement this year. And when it's right at Cardiff, there's no better place to to be. The Principality Stadium generates a fantastic atmosphere. Uh, Generally, they have the roof shut. um, So it's like an indoor arena. So you're guaranteed the meeting. There's no issues. So... um, uh, yeah, no, you've always got to look forward to your home Grand Prix, that's
0: for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. There is, as you say, a lot of work going on to make it uh, a, a better racetrack than last year. Of course, there was some unique problems with that. As far as I know, the the track from last year is pretty much gone in the bin and they're starting from scratch. And they've actually got some scientists involved uh, looking at the chemical compound of the shale and how it uh, binds together. So... I don't think anybody can say that they're not trying their best. They're, they've got some real experts here helping out and uh, they're, they're throwing everything at it this year to, to, to create the, the best surface there's ever been. So that's, that's certainly the hope.
1: Yeah, I, I, and, and, and I understand the reasons why. I think, I think there was a fair few people, um, not easy to say this, but they lost confidence with Cardiff after last year. So they have got to recapture people's um, uh, enthusiasm to go. It's not a cheap weekend to go down to Cardiff for the weekend. But as I say, when when the meeting and when the track surfaces and the racing is great, um, it's one of the best Grand Prix's on the calendar. And I know the riders love it, you know, um, all the riders talk about winning in Cardiff, you know, and the fact that it was, you know, um, one of the, uh, I think it was the forerunner of all the temporary tracks in truth. So, you know, it's a, it's a special venue and I think that um, uh, it would be a great shame if it drifts away. So... I'm hoping that uh, this year in 23, 2023, it re-establishes itself as being one of the best Grand Prix on the calendar.
0: Yeah, certainly what we all hope. Uh, thanks, Kelvin, for uh, another great hour of uh, Top Speedway Insight. And we'll be back with another episode very soon as well. At the other side of the Speedway World Cup. We'll see how the Speedway World Cup goes. And if there's anything worth uh, worth reviewing as far as uh, Great Britain uh, perspective is concerned, then we will do so. Let's hope that's the case. Uh, but we'll certainly be doing another episode before the uh, British final as well to preview that. The draw for the British final being made at the start of August as well thanks as well to our sponsor in this episode maitland travel speedway holidays if you'd like to find out more about their holidays head to maitlandtravel.co.uk and they'll get you to the grand prix of your choice and take the stress out of it and all that as well so for all the details maitlandtravel.co.uk and we'll join you on another episode of tatum talks very soon